You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we're now still digesting all the incredible conversation we had with Dr. Russell Targ on last week's episode. And we've gotten really good reaction from it. I mean, maybe some people weren't too impressed by his conversation regarding Uri Geller, but, you know, that's a controversial issue. So well, they weren't there. I mean, they, they didn't actually design the experiments and monitor them. Uh, to stop an atomic clock and do some of the things that he was able to, to do uh, are beyond the, the realm of just sleight of hand and magicianship. I think there's something there with Geller. I'm not sure what, but... Well, I don't know. It may be one of those things that happens with a lot of people. They have some sort of ability. That ability manifests itself, but not regularly or reliably. But because he's a performer and needs to produce on stage, sometimes he helps it along. Yeah. I love the story about him being on on a national broadcast in England in the, uh, I think, early 70s. And it was one of his first real major exposures to a large audience. And clocks started that hadn't worked in decades. Uh, Several thousand uh, silver, uh, you know, like spoons and forks and stuff started bending around the country, even across the uh, channel in France. Uh, Very, very intriguing. Uh, (laughs) It'd be kind of hard to pull that off unless there was something to it. Well, I think about the instance involving a former girlfriend where she sat there and the spoon curled up. And I know yeah. she wasn't faking that, you know, why no, you can't, fake you can't bend like the bowl of a spoon like that into a tight, uh, tight curl, you know, in, in some of the, the, uh, comments on the thread too, Gene, about his daughter, I thought were a little over the top, but, um, we'll have to see how it plays out. As I said, the reaction was pretty good. We should get Hal put off. He's still around, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get Hal on the show. Yeah, well, I think now that Russell and Jacques Vallée have done the show, I think uh, there's a good chance we could get Hal on. Well, that would be something for the future. Today, we have our guest sitting here, waiting. We do. Yes, she's sitting. I'm, I see her right now. Rosemary, you're there, right? I am here in virtual space. She is virtually in space. And she has a new book she brought with her called The Gin Connection. And just looking at the subtitle here, let me give you the subtitle. The Hidden Links Between Gin, Shadow People... E.T., Nephilim, Archons, Reptilians, and Other Entities. And since you have the category, Rosemary, of Other Entities, that means I'm included? It's a kitchen sink category. You could be a candidate, Gene. Oh, I'm in trouble now. (laughs) Seriously speaking, Rosemary, welcome back. I appreciate your sense of humor to tolerate this abuse. (laughs) I love Joe. (laughs) And we love having you on. But we we wanted to start off here in producing this book. And, of course, this obviously is your second book with Jin in the title. In writing the new book, what sort of things did you want to cover that you may have only partly covered or not covered in the first book? The first book, The Vengeful Jin, is an introduction of the Jin to uh, Western culture. Most people really don't know about the Jin. Uh, If they've heard of them at all, they... They think of them as genies. They know of them from entertainment, films, the Arabian Nights folk tales. They think of Barbara Eden, where you never saw her navel because it was airbrushed out. That's right. And they think of uh, the blue genie in Aladdin's Lamp that Disney did. My, my, and, my favorite genie of all. 
Even oh, the three Ro- Robin Williams. He did a, a great voiceover. Um, even the Three Stooges did a genie show. So genies have become kind of a figure of amusement in our entertainment culture. But most people don't realize that they are supernatural entities active everywhere on the planet and that they are participating in haunting phenomena and the ET abduction scenario and a whole range of human encounters with other entities so uh, building on that introductory work i wanted to go much much deeper into uh, how we have encountered the jinn throughout history and in many respects we haven't even known it because we've labeled them other things i found especially strong links to the whole et contact scenario in particular the abductions uh, going on right now that I think the jinn are major participants in. So I've, I've gone into that side of it, and I've also done some re-examination of our contacts with the demigods, gods, and ancient uh, astronaut aliens uh, from history. I think we need to reevaluate a lot of our entity contact experiences because the jinn are there. I'm not saying they account for everything, but I think that they've disguise themselves and they have been interacting with human beings under a variety of masks and disguises throughout history okay so how do we look for the telltale signs that jinn was involved as opposed to any other sort of entity a lot of it comes down to their behavior their characteristics and their appearances and uh, I, I do want to stress that uh, in discussing this aspect of the jinn, I'm not saying that all jinn are negative and problematic. We tend to want to pigeonhole things all black or white, but uh, entities are a lot like us. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly. What I am saying is that a lot of our problem encounters have come from a hostile faction of the jinn. So entities who've had a manipulative attitude towards human beings, considering them to be lower life forms, manipulating them for their purposes, including genetic manipulation, uh, having certain countenances, favorite forms of the jinn, are hybrid forms, half animalistic, half human, reptilian forms, their behaviors of uh, creating certain kinds of phenomena when they're unhappy with people, uh, bad lucks, disaster, diseases, accidents, the kinds of things that make them upset where they like to hang out on the planet. Uh, there are certain patterns that we can see over history that are associated with gin. And uh, given their reputed attitudes towards human beings and some of the legends about them and folklore about uh, how they have um, human beings in their crosshairs, uh, we might surmise that they've been more active in our supernatural encounters than we realize. When you speak of this, of course, I start thinking about interference in human activities, causing harm, malicious mischief. I think of Deros, Richard Shaver's Deros. So, of course, the Deros were supposedly those who were abandoned when advanced races left the Earth 10, 20,000 years ago. So what about the Deros and what about Richard Shaver? I don't go into the Deros in this particular book, but there are a lot of entities who have uh, histories on the planet of having been here before us. 
and either retreating in the advance of human beings or being left to their own devices and resources and having unhappy encounters with humans so that it becomes an us-against-them sort of um, guerrilla warfare ranging from low-level stuff like um, harassment to uh, intense uh, activity of manipulating events, even the course of history, ruining lives and families and that sort of thing. Now, in in my research, I've consulted uh, people all over the the world, um, including researchers in England who've been tracking the gin like I have for years, uh, experts from the Middle East, including some who have had uh, sorcery training, um, other researchers from the Middle East, uh, some from Europe. And there are people who believe that the jinn account for everything. Everything supernatural that we've ever encountered is a form of jinn. And I'm not willing to make statements like that because um, at this point in my research, I believe that, that there are many kinds of entities that we're interacting with. But I do believe that the jinn shapeshift and slip around among them uh, so that we might think that we're dealing with fairies or deros or ETs or reptilians when, in fact, the entity behind the mask is really the jinn. The book is called The Jinn Connection. The author is Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Joining Jean and Chris, you're in The Paracast. complain about your cable bill going up and up and up do something about it grab a pencil and jot down this special number 1-877-804-MY-TV the more cable tv rates go up the better digital satellite tv looks so disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100 percent digital quality for less money call 1-877-804-MY-TV right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and up to four rooms and there's no equipment to buy that includes your free HD TV upgrade, your free DVR upgrade, and your free professional installation. And the best part, the pristine digital picture and sound. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. So, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. Disable the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. Hey there, my name is Frank Bates. Do you know the number one most valuable item in a crisis? Some people think the answer is gold. Others think it's a gun. But the correct answer will shock you. 
I just created a free video at crisis123.com that reveals a surprising item that is more valuable than gold in a crisis. 97% of Americans don't have this one critical item. In fact, they haven't even given it a thought. And the sad truth is that you may not survive without it when a real crisis hits and a starving mob is right outside your door. What I have to tell you could literally make the difference between life and death for you and your family. Watch my video at crisis123.com to discover the number one most valuable item in a crisis. You'll be shocked. See the controversial video that thousands of other smart patriots have already seen in the last three months. Go watch my video now at crisis123.com before they force me to shut it down. Again, that's crisis123.com. Gardeners, here comes another growing season, but don't use last year's soil. Maximize yields in your survival garden with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 is an organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant that provides a broad spectrum of beneficial microorganisms, enzymes, trace minerals, vitamins, and various organic acids. EM1 helps regulate the soil's pH level and its soil microbes, improving moisture retention and drought tolerance. Remember last year's dry conditions? EM1 from Terraganics is safe, chemical-free, and certified for use on all organic farms. It improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, and gives up to 20% more nutrient value in fruits and vegetables and greatly increases shelf life. And EM1 is so simple to use, just mix with water and apply. This year, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866 That's 866-369-3678. Life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We continue with Rosemary Ellen Guiley. The book is called The Jinn Connection. And from what she says, the presence of the jinn is just about everywhere, it seems. Rosemary, I think before we get too far down the road here, for some of our first-time listeners who perhaps uh, didn't hear your first uh, uh, show on the jinn that you had here uh, about a year ago, let's go through and give our first-time listeners kind of a thumbnail sketch defining what the jinn are, how they're divided up into groups, uh, that they they actually have a lifespan. Let's give people a little bit more of a sense of, of where the jinn allegedly come from um, and, and give people a little bit of a background. And just before this, let's just subtext this, jinn 101. That's a very good description. The jinn are supernatural entities, and according to their creation stories, and there are different versions, like for all entities, they were here on the planet before we were. In ancient legend, one story says that uh, they were created by God out of the desert winds. Most of what we know about them comes from the Middle East, but that doesn't mean they're just limited to the Middle East any more than fairies are limited to Celtic countries because that's where most of our information about them comes from. So according to one story, they were created out of the desert winds, and they're responsible for a lot of the ill winds that blow across the land that bring in pestilence and and diseases. According to that particular scenario, they roamed over the planet acquiring more and more dominion and power, and eventually basically got too big for themselves and uh, displeased God and so he um, he banished them into 
the wastelands of the planet. In modern terms, this could be construed as parallel dimensions, but they they lurk in uh, deserty areas, abandoned places, subterranean places. Uh, we have many pieces of folklore from around the world about entities and spirits in general occupying subterranean regions. They were absorbed into Islam, and according to the Quran, they pre-existed human beings along with angels. But when human beings were created, they refused to show deference uh, to human beings, and this made God angry, and he cast them out. Uh, upon their appeal, gave them until Judgment Day to prove that human beings were inferior and, and unworthy. In that respect, from a, a religious perspective, the bad jinn assume a role like demons do in Christianity to torment and, uh, and harass. And in fact, many of our interactions with jinn could be um, described as demonic. Uh, I, I do think that um, the jinn are probably more dangerous and powerful than a lot of the demons that... Uh, exist in in uh, Christian lore, however. So, how I got interested in the jinn uh, was through a variety of research paths, through magic, alchemy, uh, Arabian lore, and when I started taking on research about the shadow people and negative hauntings uh, around 2004, I discovered that there was quite a pattern of experiences that people had with persistent negative entities who could not be banished under any circumstances. They resisted all kinds of exorcism. And as I built up more and more of a database, it occurred to me that these people were really dealing with jinn because they fit the jinn model perfectly. Now, the, the jinn are said to have lifespans far beyond human beings, thousands of years. Uh, but they do have families, they have offspring, they are capable of sexual intercourse with human beings to create hybrids. Uh, they have their own hierarchies, their own morals, ethics, legal systems, and so on. But they have a lot of supernatural powers, and they seem to be able to find their way into our side of, of the dimensional realm through portal areas, thin spots between dimensions. Some of them also have literally an anchor in the land, and uh, like the fairies, it, and they consider land that belongs to them, and they don't like people coming on it. These would uh, often be found in, in remote areas. As human beings push further and further into remote areas around the planet, we're having encounters with territorial jinn, and these are not happy encounters. In fact, human beings usually wind up on the losing end of things. That brings up a really interesting um, uh, potential example. You and I traveled to the San Luis Valley a couple of years ago and uh, investigated a case where a, a quite a an ancient stately tree had been cut down and a house had been built in its place. And the inhabitants of the house all of a sudden started having these these you know, inexplicable experiences occurring. And that's one of the first things that you kind of thought is maybe uh that cutting down that tree maybe had some sort of effect on something that was there and uh, that felt that it had dominion of that over that area it was a very interesting case chris and in fact that whole trip through the uh, san luis valley that we did uh, it's an area that is uh 
just riddled with gin presences uh, as well as as other things and it's terrain ideally suited to them but i had already had a pattern of cases where destruction of trees on property seemed to enrage some resident entity. Uh, And one of the things that I explore in the Jinn Connection is where did this come from? Well, if we go way back into ancient texts, to the Dead Sea Scrolls and uh, the Book of Enoch and the stories of the Nephilim, we find what may be the origin point for that, because apparently 200 trees are cut down to symbolize the the demise of the 200 watchers who mated with human women to create the Nephilim. My reinterpretation of the watchers, who are never called angels in the Bible, uh, they're called the sons of God, um, I believe they were jinn and that the Nephilim were jinn-human hybrids. So we have this tradition of being upset over the destruction of trees, which may go back to uh, a revenge uh, attitude for the story, the fall of the Watchers. Now, fairies who have a very strong association with jinn. In fact, in some respects, you could say that many cases they're one and the same. Fairies also are very protective of their trees, and woe be unto the person who cuts down their favorite trees. Rack and ruin. All right, but how do we know whether we're cutting down the wrong tree? A silly question, maybe, but I'm just curious. The average person is probably not even going to think about it. Uh, And in fact, well, in our culture, we're very cut off from the supernatural realms, unlike uh, our ancestors of even a century ago. We have uh, very little concept of the, uh, the presences who occupy the land with us. We live in a an interdimensional, multidimensional world. We have other beings who share this planet with us, even if we can't see them most of the time. They're interdimensional. And so we're just going to go around um, doing what we please on the planet, thinking we have the eminent domain. And problems that arise from that, we don't automatically associate that with some supernatural association that we have uh, stirred up hostility from the spirit world. That's part of our ego, I guess. We have Rosemary Ellen Guiley, author of The Gin Connection. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible. To run and organize, use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST. 
Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes, revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporian e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker we've lived in this neighborhood for years We have an alarm system, and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door, and we're in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but they were long gone with our TV, jewelry, and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? The police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door, and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to easyarmor.net if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. Easy Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little Easy Armor costs, and I installed Easy Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit easyarmor.net. That's the letters E Z A R M O R.net. Or call 888-58-ARMOR. That's 888-582-7667. Easyarmor.net. Ultimate door security made easy. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Rosemary Ellen Guiley is here. The book is The Gin Connection. And we're talking about the fact that we humans kind of think that we own everything. We have dominion over everything. And that gives us the right responsibility or just the ability to do what we want, which I guess goes back to the save the earth kind of campaigns and concerns about global warming and whether we have done our share. So if there's this other race, if they're in a parallel universe, it wouldn't matter, but if they share our space, it would, right? It does. And uh, I think the Celtic views of, uh, or I should say our Celtic ancestors' views of the fairies 
are uh, an excellent teaching example. Uh, you were asking, Jean, you know, how do we know? Uh, and, you know, I was saying most people are not even going to think about, it, let alone know. But if we are really tuned in to the land, to the presences on the land, and we acknowledge that there are other beings inhabiting this planet with us, that's going to bring us into an awareness. Our ancestors knew where the fairy strongholds were. They knew where the fairy tracks were, the trees, the glens, and things like that. And they knew that some of those areas could be cohabited, and some of them probably not. They were just off limits. This uh, awareness stems from uh, our, our own innate intuitive and psychic ability, which many people do not even attempt to develop. We all have it innately. And also this attitude that uh, we're the top guns on the planet, and uh, it's up to us to decide how we're going to manage the environment. I really do believe that we have to develop a multidimensional awareness um, that's not only a better respect for the land, but a respect for the other beings who are sharing this landscape with us. That's a, a very good point, and it, it harkens back to a lot of indigenous people's cultures and their belief systems that hold the land as sacred. Now, I have a, an interesting thought came to mind as you were describing the uh, apparent connection between uh, the fairy type entities, the jinn to let's say trees or, or, or specific locations. I wonder if the Warehouser family has been plagued with the jinn encounters over the years because they've cut down millions and millions of trees. Or how about loggers in the Pacific Northwest? It'd be interesting to find out if, if logging, uh, you know, guys that are on logging crews ever encountered anything that could be possibly uh related to a gin type presence uh because they those those guys have cut down a lot of trees if we had a chance to go in and study some of those associations we would probably find some interesting evidence in other cultures there are often automatic connections made between uh, the results of some sort of action that infringes on the realms of of other entities and people make different conclusions about why things happen to them. Uh, we have a different mindset in our culture. But as an example, as a, as a very small example of one of the cases that I followed for uh, a little over three years, and I like to take cases and follow them for a long period of time uh, in order to to develop patterns in them, but this was a farm, and I uh, I may have talked about it in um, in my first show on the gin a while ago. But just to um, to refresh on that, a very small farm in uh, the Allegheny Appalachian region, and uh, there seemed to be a resident entity on on this piece of property that did not like the activity that resumed on this property after it was dormant for some uh, period of time, at least a couple of decades. And uh, people start coming in and, and uh, redoing the land, uh, clearing out the brush, uh, having chickens on the property. And also, uh, in the woods surrounding the farm, there was a program that was initiated to cull the maple trees uh, this was an experimental program to cull trees by slow poisoning rather than cutting them down. And so these trees were being injected with an herbicide to poison them to death. Well, when this program started, the 
poltergeist activity on the property intensified enormously and the people who were working on the property start having all kinds of problems not just at work but at home as well health problems nightmares uh, things that seem to follow them home uh, constant breakdowns of equipment and cars uh, and it was it was though a, a wasp nest was unleashed on these humans who were doing this work uh, well, most people are not going to make the connection that all these other things happen because you are poisoning some entity's trees to death. But when the entity wa- uh, was able to communicate with us, which we did in a number of seance and real-time EVP settings, it expressed its extreme displeasure about the trees. A fast question here. Now, is there any other way to communicate with the jinn? Can you just talk to them? Uh, people who develop their mediumistic and psychic abilities, yes, you can communicate through uh, telepathy and through mental impressions. Um, the jinn do speak in audible voices when they are conjured, and all the descriptions of them uh, are that the vo- most of the voices are horrible on, on human ears to listen to. They sound monstrous, and uh, they're very frightening and um, Uh, People don't like to hear them. But most of the cases uh, where jinn come and interact with people, uh, either for for trouble or for their own pleasure, which many of them will do, uh, the communication is by mental telepathy. Uh, I have used a variety in my investigations when I've been out on site where people are having trouble and the entity, uh, I've identified the entity as a jinn. I've tried a variety of things uh, besides mental telepathic contact. I've tried um, EVP through uh, passive, that is uh, recording on, on digital recorder and waiting for a response on playback, real-time EVP through uh, the ghost boxes, the radio sweep devices called Frank's Box and Ghost Box, and uh, seances, uh, literally holding a seance uh, and either acting as the medium myself or uh, using someone else as the medium. You know, some of our skeptics out there are just going to be rolling their eyes and going, oh, my God, I can't believe anybody believes this type of thing. And uh, it's interesting that if you're not well-versed in a particular subject, um, oftentimes that subject can, can sound just totally outrageous. But there have been, there's traditional knowledge and, and uh, an amazing wealth of information that goes back hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years relating to these, these entities and, and how they are really taken seriously in, uh, in the Middle East and the Near East. Uh, give us some examples of some famous uh, jinn <laughs> encounters in the, um, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a number of them. I can think of a couple myself. Uh, I mean, George W. Bush, I think, uh, was blamed as being inhabited by a jinn for starting the uh, second Iraq war, for instance. <laughs> By the way, Rosemary, we have about 30 seconds before we break, so why don't you start and we'll pick up the rest of the answer in our next segment. Well, in uh, recent times, we've had sorcery accusations uh, concerning the government in Iran that uh, the the high officials were all operating under the influence of jinn. That's a very common uh, attitude in uh, certain cultures. Even take a jinn to court. 
Uh, and the jinn have their own courts, too, and they're said to abduct people into their realm for trial in the jinn courts. Uh, one of the most famous examples from legend is King Solomon, who commanded the jinn to build the Temple of Jerusalem and uh, even parts of the city of Jerusalem. Uh, we would consider them demons, and they were called demons uh, in translations, but the ancient world knew them as jinn. And by the way, coming next week on the Paracast, we'll hear from Grant Cameron. His new book is called UFOs, Area 51, and Government Informants. We have so much to talk about with the Jinn and maybe how they're active today, if they're active today. More with Rosemary Ellen Guiley joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number, 1-877-804-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So, disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and up to four rooms. And there's no equipment to buy. That includes your free HD TV upgrade, your free DVR upgrade, and your free professional installation. And the best part, the pristine digital picture and sound. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. So, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. Disable the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. The National Preppers and Survivalist Expo, presented by Triton Shelter Technologies, will be held March 16th and 17th at the Nashville Expo Center and Tennessee State Fairgrounds. Admission is free and doors open at 9 a.m. Come join us to learn life-saving techniques to help you and your family handle crisis situations. Meet Nat Geo's Dennis McClung to see if you have what it takes to be on the next season of Doomsday Preppers. Walk through a bomb shelter, learn first aid, CPR, and much more. For more information, go to NPSExpo.com. That's NPSExpo.com. And while you're at the NPS Expo, meet and speak with Dr. Joel Wallach, host of Dead Doctors Don't Lie. If you take pharmaceutical drugs and wonder why side effects require you to take more drugs, Nobel Prize nominee Dr. Wallach has the answer. Hear how he took on the FDA eight times and won every time. Don't miss Dr. Joel Wallach at the National Preppers and Survivalist Expo, March 16th and 17th. Admission is free. Log on now to NPSExpo.com. That's NPSExpo.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. 
Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months, simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. You know, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I wonder if Chris isn't sometimes possessed by something or other. Possessed by needing a cigarette? (laughs) Possessed by needing a Diet Coke? Possessed by a gin? Uh Uh-oh. I I whipped out the trickster voice. I, I, I couldn't help myself. We're in trouble now. <laughs> well, I, I would like to um, just add to something that Chris pointed out uh, before the break about how someone who's not exposed at all to this uh, sort of activity is likely to just uh, throw it all out as pure imagination. And that's often the Western reaction. And I, I do comment on that in, in, uh, throughout the Gin Connection is that uh, there are other cultures throughout history who have taken some things very seriously, and because you know we have divorced ourselves from the spirit realm in, in our culture, we think they're backward, they're primitive, it's imagination, it's fantasy, but it's not. And in the course of my own investigations and career in the paranormal, I have had to revise my uh, views frequently based on what I've encountered. And that's what all, all investigators have to do. You can't be wedded to certain viewpoints and then just start to start discarding data right and left because it doesn't suit you anymore. And you have to go where the data takes you. And the deeper I've gone into some of these areas, especially entity contact experiences, um, it's become apparent to me that there's quite a bit of activity going on on all levels, uh, good, uh, neutral, and and the dark side of it. Uh, I've been focusing on the dark side of it, not because I'm a conspiracy alarmist, but because I think more education needs to be brought uh, onto this topic. We we need to be fully aware of what uh, we're dealing with. A point well taken, and I often kind of use that sort of approach to people who kind of scoff and say, oh, you can't believe in all that bourgeois. And I said, well, if you do your research and you start to look at at the belief systems that exist even today on the planet, let alone belief systems that have, have existed in the past, you'd be amazed at some of the interpretations and uh, some of the events and how they've been interpreted through uh, down through history. 
I have some questions uh, on our question bank, and, and here's here's one that uh, I, I would really like to get into because the shadow person connection to this uh, fascinates me. This uh, question comes from our, a longtime poster, Blowfish, who's one of our most active participants at forum.theparacast.com. This is our question bank that I'm reading from. Many people dismiss shadow people or even ridicule the witness which similar to people is is done to people in UFO encounters. Also, uh, so-called scientists suggest that shadow people are manufactured by a disorder such as sleep paralysis. What evidence justifies this? Furthermore, how much research have you done on shadow people? I know you've done quite a bit. Where is that connecting point, do you think, between between what could be perceived as some sort of sleep disorder, sleep paralysis, um, and where that leaves off and a real type of shadow person encounter begins. There are some very blurry boundaries between the two, and we find that throughout uh, nighttime paranormal uh, visitations. Um, I started researching shadow people in depth in 2004 uh, as a result of a spate of inquiries that I got in a short period of time uh, from different people describing all the same kind of experience about uh, dark silhouetted male figures who uh, showed up in their bedroom and and uh, either seemed to be watching them or in some cases uh, would aggressively assault them. And what were they? Were they ghosts? Were they demons? Uh, some of the people reported ongoing attacks like uh, periodically Was there something that they could do to get rid of it? They wanted to know because they were very, very frightened. So that's what got me going on shadow people. And shadow people is what led me back to the djinn. Uh, Now, I had always been interested in the djinn, but um, hadn't really gone into them too much, except from the standpoint of um, academic research, uh, looking at folklore and magic and uh, witchcraft and sorcery. But it was the shadow people who led me back to the djinn when I started to build a profile of them. And I have collected hundreds of cases. I have, well, I haven't tallied them up lately, but it's uh, it's over 600. It's probably approaching 700 at this point. I get, um, I get stories sometimes daily. Uh, at least every week I get a handful to add to the database. And if you go online and, and research shadow people, you will come across hundreds more. There have been thousands of stories posted. And the pattern is almost always the same with satellite subsets uh, around them. Uh, this is, in my estimation, one of the most widely experienced paranormal phenomena that we have. And it's underreported. Uh, I related it, uh, I looked for explanations, ghosts, demons, vampires, nightmare hag, um, ETs, fairies. I, I went through the gamut of looking for an explanation until uh, Jin was the only one that fit. They're not demons, uh, even though they can, can act um, in a demonic way. They are intelligent. Uh, they exhibit a, um, a set of behavior patterns. Uh, and I came to the conclusion that they have uh, a purpose, that this is an intelligent entity with a purpose or agenda. And what's more, um, because a lot of my respondents volunteered that they were also ET contactees or abductees, 
I began looking into the connections between shadow people and the ET abduction experience and found that many, but not all, many ET abductees uh, had a prior history of shadow people experiences before the onset of abduction and that uh, once the abduction started, shadow people were in the mix Uh, usually not in conjunction with the abducting aliens, but as a precursor to abductions, and sometimes uh, in the aftermath as well. So there was a uh, a connection there that was impossible to ignore. Um, I think I'm getting away. A connection or a correlation? (laughs) I, I think I'm getting away from the original question of, like, what evidence do we have? Well, in the whole realm of the paranormal, there is really nothing that's going to satisfy a scientist. Uh, and I have never in my work attempted to prove something scientifically. Um, the evidence is subjective. It is anecdotal. It is subjective. You can look for patterns throughout history, which I think demonstrate that human beings have been having core experiences of all kinds throughout the ages. But I'm looking for the how and the why. Uh, I've had enough experiences myself, and I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people over over thirty years. <laughs> you and years I shared people. one experience. It was <laughs> quite amazing. It's, and it's, and how do you deny that? So yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, it was one of the more riveting things that I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, and of course, you, I, I had a witness. That brings me to another question. While we're on the subject of shadow people, how many cases of shadow people uh, have you encountered? where more than one individual has been witness to the shadow person. And how about during daytime? This, again, is a question from Blowfish. They are seen during the daytime. And uh, there are uh, quite a few experiences. I can't say off the top of my head, percentage-wise of my cases um, involve other members uh, of the family who are present and multi-generational experiences. Um, I have... Which is also very characteristic of the jinn, by the way, especially when they have a sexual right. interest in people. Um, that um, when uh, an individual has a shadow person experience and they share it with other members of their family, they are often very upset to discover that mom and dad had it too. Uh, so did an aunt and uncle, grandma and grandpa did. Uh, and that there seems to be something that is keeping track of them through generational uh, lines. Now, unlike the abducting ETs, where when an abduction happens, if there's another person in the same bed, that partner will often be unaware of the abduction experience. Uh, Shadow people can be perceived by uh, both people uh, sharing uh, a bedroom. If the other person is awakened, they may have the same visual phenomena or sense of presence, or they will at least perceive that some sort of encounter is happening. The book is called The Jinn Connection, subtitled The Hidden Links Between Jinn, Shadow People, ETs, Nephilim, Archons, Reptilians, and Other Entities. Reptilians? With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. 
Great Talk Radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Over 50,000 satisfied squatting customers can't be wrong. If you suffer from difficult or painful bowel movements, join the thousands who are finding success with the Squatty Potty. Not a cleanse, ointment, or pill, Squatty Potty is a simple, lightweight, yet sturdy footstool that fits around any toilet and elevates your feet. Squatty Potty improves your posture, and that allows proper alignment of the colon. The result is faster, more effective elimination and relief from nagging constipation, hemorrhoids, IBS, and bloating. Squatty Potty is doctor-recommended and endorsed and comes with a 60-day hassle-free money-back guarantee. The Squatty Potty, a healthy step in the right direction. Squatty Potty starts at just $34.95 and can only be ordered by calling 855-628-1099 or through our website, SquattyPotty.com, spelled S-Q-U-A-T-T-Y, Potty.com. Squatty Potty, healthy colon, happy life. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Rosemary Ellen Guiley joining Gene and Chris in the Paracast. As we continue, we start answering your questions from forum.theparacast.com in a section called the Question Bank. But a few things came up that I just wanted to ask you here, Rosemary. I'm still a little dim about this, and I hope you'll take pains to make me understand better. How do we know it's gin and not something else, not E.T., not any other kind of creature? Sometimes, Gene, it's very hard to know where one entity might leave off and another exists, so to speak. And uh, I have told other paranormal investigators not to make immediate assumptions about what might be present, uh, for example, in a persistent negative haunting, uh, don't jump to conclusions because sometimes it takes a while to sort it all out. And there are lots of different kinds of entities that share similar characteristics. So I think what it boils down to with the gin a lot is that they are very formidable and powerful they never go away completely. They have a, a vengeful or manipulative bent to them. Uh, it is possible to get rid of some low-level entities, for example, that might be occupying a place or a home. You know, residual energy left over from, uh, from human death, which has no intelligent locus to it, is pretty easy to get rid of. 
um, you know, there are nature spirits and elementals and things like that that can be dispersed from an area. But the jinn are very tenacious. They come back again and again. It doesn't matter what sort of exorcism you try, what sort of religious um, framework you want to apply to your exorcism. They are extremely resistant and they they have uh, their own personal interest in mind you know this is not a religious thing with them like uh, the christian demons who are you know trying to sell you into satan's service the jinn are in it for themselves and it's, it gets very personal between you and them in terms of um, how you are infringing on their territory so the bottom line here is um, that sometimes let, let's say for example we have an entity that we think is a fairy, and um, another person might label that hostile entity acting out as as a jinn. And is it a fairy or is it a jinn? It's a matter of interpretation. In fact, William Butler Yeats, uh, who was a very good occultist as well as a poet and intensely interested in fairies, he made the comment over a century ago that fairies are how we are able to perceive them. And I think that's that's the case with all of these entities. We perceive them how we are able to and how they fit into our framework. Bullard and Valet, uh, some of the, you know, Keel, some of the early uh, examiners of the ET encounters, Cynthia Hind uh, in South Africa, uh, all commented that uh, beings who were being interpreted on a local level as fairies would be labeled ETs by Western researchers. So we have uh, a, this liminal area that's very gray and shapeshifty that we're dealing with. And this actually is ideal territory for a very clever, smart, super intelligent entity like the Jinn, who is a masterful shapeshifter to take advantage of. So... Uh, sometimes we're going to explain things that just suits ourselves the best that we can. But what I'm saying is if we look deeper, if we probe a little deeper, we're going to find that there is an entity underneath the surface who is participating in our perceptions of a wide range of supernatural beings with agendas that are not in our favor. Now, how do we get to the bottom of all of this? At this point, I'm not really certain, but what I'm trying to do is to bring the situation into a better light so that more researchers can apply their resources and tools of analyses and data collection to get a better picture so that we do know, so that we do have a better supernatural footing. Well, you, you bring up a, several very, very good points, and one of them uh, is is kind of the focus of a question uh, by a longtime poster at forum.theparacast.com uh, who's named himself Spooky Mulder. He starts out by saying, you may answer this question in your book, which he hasn't read yet, but uh, plans to. Why, if the jinn are a plasma-based life form and capable of taking many forms, why would they feel the need to do so? Is it because they want to conform to a certain belief system that, that the witness has, I would assume, or maybe we decide what form they would take. They, in other words, I think his question is, is, is it a symbiotic thing in terms of how they manifest? Or do they, are, are they totally, you know, at, would their free will decide to, to take and manifest a particular form? Uh, according to the lore about them, the jinn have free will. And 
what I have seen from my own research and my own encounters with them and the the work that I've done in in, ca- in cases where they've manifested is that they seem to have the ability and the will to choose an appearance that is going to have a desired effect on the people they're dealing with. And uh, if you're afraid, then they will... Uh, they will perhaps play that angle and take on a countenance that's going to be uh, extremely frightening to you. If they are out to seduce you, they're going to be uh, very pleasing and uh, alluring in order to to get you to open up to them. Uh, they may want your trust, and uh, so they might appear in some sort of innocent, even childlike form. Nobody really knows exactly what the true form of the jinn uh, is. In the smokeless Lord, fire is how they're described in the uh, in the Quran. They are called smokeless fire, and uh, nobody knows exactly what smokeless fire is, except a modern equivalent of it, it could plasma. possibly be plasma. Yeah. And they do seem to react to uh, electromagnetic energy. Intense amounts of electromagnetic energy, uh, which could even be in, in terms of turning on a lot of lights and a television set, will often disrupt the ability of the entity to remain present. Not always, but, but um, in quite a few cases. So this gives them a very fluid uh, form. I have seen them as blobs, black blobs. I've seen them in human-like forms as pillars as um, moving amorphous shapes, as swirling clouds of black, like black ink. I have seen um, the shadow person form dissolve into like black smoke and disappear. So they have this capability of changing their appearance apparently at will and also disappearing from this dimension at will as well. Right, and of course the famous... uh version that we see in a thousand and one arabian nights is the the genie in this case uh trapped in a bottle or or a lantern and when the lantern is rubbed or or uncorked then it's able to come out as as like a form of smoke and manifest into what appears to be a human form of course this has been sort of twisted and 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 brought into a modern context i think uh by portrayals you know in the movies and stuff but Give us an example of of how the, the, the jinn are actually divided into categories, because there are very distinct categories, according to the Islamic tradition, of how these, these entities are. I think it's a color-coding system, actually, isn't it? There are a number of ways of classifying jinn, and one of them is by color, uh, black, red, blue, green, yellow, uh, with green being uh, a very young, immature jinn. Uh, and the, the black being a very powerful, a ruler jinn, uh, red also being very powerful, and um, probably, uh, according to, to that color coding, the ones that we're most often interacting with, from a problem point of view, would be the black and the red. And if we're having sexual seduction experiences, it's likely to be uh, from, the, from the other end, from the green end, because they, they develop... Um, attractions we'll go we'll cover that further our next segment rosemary ellen guiley joining gene and chris you're in the paracast
Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen, making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST. Podcast. Hi, this is Peter Kronschnabel from Midas Resources. As you know, federal government spending is at an all-time high, and inflation will be a direct result of the spending policy. European government and central bank spending policies have put the European Union on the brink of collapse. What are you doing right now to protect yourself financially? Are your assets working for you or against you? One thing is certain. Having physical possession of gold and silver will guarantee that no matter what happens to our economy or the dollar, your investment will never be worthless. And it will protect you from that hidden tax, inflation. If you've been thinking about investing in physical possession of precious metals or having an IRA in precious metals, I can help. Call me today, Peter Kronschnab, at 800 686-2237, extension 108. And I'll take the time to personally put together a portfolio designed to protect what you've worked so hard for. Call 800-686-2237, extension 108. You've worked hard your whole life, and I want to work hard for you. Call Peter at 800-686-2237, extension 108. Hey there, my name is Frank Bates. Do you know the number one most valuable item in a crisis? Some people think the answer is gold. Others think it's a gun, but the correct answer will shock you. I just created a free video at Crisis123.com that reveals a surprising item that is more valuable than gold in a crisis. 97% of Americans don't have this one critical item. In fact, they haven't even given it a thought. And the sad truth is that you may not survive without it when a real crisis hits and a starving mob is right outside your door. What I have to tell you could literally make the difference between life and death for you and your family. Watch my video at Crisis123.com to discover the number one most valuable item in a crisis. You'll be shocked. See the controversial video that thousands of other smart patriots have already seen in the last three months. Go watch my video now at Crisis123.com before they force me to shut it down. Again, that's Crisis123.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, one thing that occurs to me, and you mentioned this earlier in the show, Rosemary, and that is with the gin, they could make it with humans, therefore have hybrid beings. Therefore, they have to be genetically related to us, right? I suspect that there are hybrids of a variety uh, on the planet and have been on the planet. We could speculate that human DNA has incorporated some of the characteristics into what we call human DNA. So basically, we're all mutts. We're a hodgepodge of everything. Uh, I think we've been genetically manipulated from the get-go with all so, kinds so of... So maybe we have a gin gene. A gin gene. Oh, but please, yes, this and- is the worst pun of the century. They say, I do bad DJ jokes. Gin gene. <laughs> David Bowie had a song called Gene Genie. That's right. Why not? The gene gin genie. Or gin gene. Well, therefore, if you well, use gene, my name, you he needs to send me a check. Does that gene. mean David Bowie owes me some money? <laughs> Gene may have a gin gene gene. It's the trickster. That's what it is. I resemble that remark. <laughs> Since ancient times, uh, there are uh, uh, legends of gin-human hybrids, and uh, that uh, these uh, had um, kind of a, sometimes a monstrous appearance or something in their physical appearance that would give them away. They would have the powers of the gin, so that made them very, very formidable. We have... In our contemporary culture, this whole ET abduction scenario going on where all of these people, you know, hundreds of people, probably thousands now that have come forward over the decades to talk about their abduction experiences and how they are creating these hybrid children with with, uh, aliens. And we find an ancient precedent for that, that um, the jinn children would be more jinn than than human, but could pass as humans uh, under many circumstances. And it's been speculated by the abduction researchers that there are probably lots of hybrids walking around on the planet now as some sort of Trojan horse program at work. Well, the the, the darkest interpretations of these is, is that, yes, that this Trojan horse program is infiltrating the planet with hybrids who would have the allegiance to the uh, to the aliens uh, but yet be able to exist among us and stay for prolonged periods in our dimension now i'm not a conspiracy person by nature i'm not an alarmist by nature but um, i do think that there are some dark agendas going on 
in our entity contact experiences. They don't account for everything. I think positive experiences happen well, that there are benevolent and helping beings that are on uh, the other side of, of the spiritual fence. But we do have this, this other problematic end of things that, that really can't be ignored. And all you have to do is go to Washington, D.C., and we'll find some dark entities, believe me. <laughs> probably where a lot of hybrids well, are hiding. You know, from... From the perspective of other cultures, yes, manipulative <laughs> rulers and politicians would be accused of being under the influence of gin or using gin for their own gain. Right. As you mentioned, this, this just happened in Iran uh, several months back where some of the, <laughs> was it the ayatollahs or the, the imams that were pointing the finger at some of the politicians saying, you guys... Uh, you guys uh, are are dabbling in in dark jinn forces and and stuff and in that what was it the religious faction that was accusing the pol- the pol- political faction? I forget exactly how that story went. Well, when when the accusations broke, it was the the well, it's the the holy people, the sorcerers, and some of the you know the skilled holy people who yeah the uh, imams. The moms, these would be the people who would who would have knowledge of the gender saying, well, yes, you know, it's um, uh, some of these politicians are are under the influence or or using gin for the wrong purposes. And uh, there was um, allegation. There have been allegations of that uh, sort of thing going on for years. And you had that example in your book of of the, the one. Um uh, figure over there, I think in Pakistan, Daniel Pearl, who of course was beheaded and, and in a very gruesome way, was on his way to meet this guy who later was interviewed, I think, by Dan Rather or somebody from CBS News. And he, uh, why don't you tell our listeners what he had to say about what he thought was going on? And I, I, I felt very, it was a very measured declaration in response to the news person and uh, rather sobering. Uh, indeed, it was, and you know, this was back in two thousand and two uh, when all of that happened. And yes, Daniel Pearl, who was kidnapped and beheaded, uh, he was on his way to to meet this sheikh and uh, Mubarak uh, Jelani. And Jelani gave a, an interview to CBS News after that, and uh, you know, the thrust of his message was, "Look, you know." The terrorists are not the ones you ought to be worried about. You really ought to be worried about the jinn uh, because uh, they inhabit the earth and they can do all of these uh, bad things. And they can be summoned and sent out to do terrorist things against people. And you really ought to be aware of that uh, as well. And uh, then uh, there, there was um, a more recent story. This was just a couple of years ago where... Uh, a sorcerer uh, was featured in the Wall Street Journal, and he, he gave a, um, a fake name. But he said that he controlled a lot of gin, and that a lot of his clients were politicians who wanted the services of the gin, who would exert mental influences upon their adversaries to to get them to do things that they wanted or to cause certain events to happen. And the gin have... Uh, a long-standing reputation being able to do that. But this sorcerer said, you know, he had Jin working for him who had infiltrated the CIA and who were part of the CIA and the Mossad and all these intelligence agencies around the world. Well, this stuff just sounds laughable to a lot of Westerners. Well, the other but thing as- would be, does that mean they basically can look exactly like a human being and 
on the surface would be at least you can't tell the difference? Well, the, the way I interpret it and the way that I think uh, what they're meaning is that the, the jinn exert mental influence yeah, on humans. influence. Human. They don't inhabit them or, or replace them. They, they get them to do things. Do that- things. So they're, they're like part of the CIA, but uh, that they, they exist in their jinn form or spirit form uh, to exert mental influences on human beings. Um, now, some of them can possess human beings on a temporary basis and so they could literally inhabit somebody's body and and operate out through that body but they can also influence decisions and actions and all of this as i mentioned sounds very laughable to a lot of westerners but as i point out in the book it wasn't all that long ago that a pope pope pius 11 pope pius the 11th said he used angels the same way so what's the difference? You know, the Pope said he sent his angels out to talk to other angels to influence people. And so what's the difference between that and, and a sorcerer sending gin out to influence other people? I'll tell you what, we're going to be influenced in this way. We have Rosemary Ellen Guiley joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number, 1-877-804-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So, disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and up to four rooms. And there's no equipment to buy. That includes your free HD TV upgrade, your free DVR upgrade, and your free professional installation. And the best part, the pristine digital picture and sound. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. So, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. Disable the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. The American people think they live in a constitutional republic. Land of the free, home of the brave. Right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use EscapeHarassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law, and it works. Escape Harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number, one 877 9009. That's 877-457-9009. Or go to escapeharassment.com and see our money-back guarantee. That's escapeharassment.com. Remember, escape harassment works. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. 
The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Tees. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Are you or someone you love struggling with stress, anxiety, or less than perfect health? Hi, this is Pastor Jenny, and as a woman of faith, I spent many years in ministry burdened with anxiety and fear. But in 2010, I met Dr. Carolyn Dean, and I took her recommendation to try RNA Drops. Within days of taking RNA drops, my anxiety began to lift. My joy was restored, and the peace of mind that I would have once called a miracle has now become normal to me. Discover what RNA drops can do for you. Order your free sample today at www.rnafreesample.com. That's rnafreesample.com. There, you can order a free 30-day trial-sized bottle of RNA drops by paying just shipping and handling. That's www.rnafreesample.com. Maybe there's a miracle waiting there for you. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So, are the jinn influencing humans, CIA agents, governments? What are they doing? The book politicians. Is... Boy, that would sure go a long way to explain some of these politicians' motives. Except sometimes, therefore, I would conclude that the jinn aren't very smart. If the politicians <laughs> are doing their bidding and coming up with some of the nonsense they come up with. Rosemary Ellen Guiley, joining Jean and Chris. So, it may have started as a silly question, Rosemary. But the jinn, if they're sending messages influencing certain people, does that mean they do more stupid things or less stupid things? I believe they do more dangerous things. Now, if, if we are indeed interacting with uh, primarily with the hostile faction of jinn, that is the, the jinn who have a terrorist agendas against us, and this would not characterize all jinn, but one of their endeavors would be to influence human beings who are corruptible, who are in positions of power. They would thrive on chaos, turmoil, destruction, adversarial uh, relationships that would affect us financially and economically, from a health perspective, from a war and politics perspective. If you wanted to bring a society down as a terrorist, you would look for a variety of fronts to act out on. And if the jinn are capable of influencing and corrupting people, then yes, they would have the potential to uh, have a hand in, uh, in human events and affairs. 
And they may have been doing that throughout history. I wonder where the whole thing about the three wishes uh, thing came from. Is that is that can we trace the history of that particular aspect of interrelation, you know, having a interaction with a jinn back to the 1001 Arabian Nights? Or does that three wishes and the genius set free, does that have uh, more ancient uh, roots? It's definitely ancient and goes back to some of the earliest folk tales. Uh, about the jinn, I have not pinpointed an exact origin myself, but um, the whole idea of three wishes is is even not completely true because in some of the old folk tales, nobody's limited to three wishes. Take the story of Aladdin and his lamp. There's a genie in the lamp, and he conjures the genie out and it becomes his servant and he has unlimited wishes whatever he wants and he winds up being rich and powerful and you know gets a princess for a bride and you know things work out pretty nicely for him and and there's no limit to the three but this format of the three wishes seems to be um a staple of a lot of kinds of of fairy and folk tales and uh, the format is always the same. It is The first wish is good, the second not so good, and the third wish, either total disaster or it's used to undo the other two. And um, always with the adage of be careful what you wish for. I, I wonder why in these um, fa- fairy tales or folk tales, the person doesn't go, I want 10 wishes as my first wish. <laughs> you know, I always thought that <laughs> even as a kid, I thought, well, why, why wish about- to be rich and famous or, or, or all-powerful when you can wish for more wishes? I, I wish to have unlimited wishes. There you go. <laughs> you, would, you would think that would be the first one. But, yeah, uh, well, you better watch out because, boy, you could inadvertently <laughs> wish some things that you uh, really didn't wish for. You know, even the X-Files had a genie episode where um, there's a genie in a rug that's unrolled and, you know, she gives Mulder... Uh, Fox Mulder, Three Wishes, and I think his first wish is for peace on the planet, so she erases all the human beings but him. (laughs) Well, you got peace on the planet. I don't remember that one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, season that was, but um, yeah, it's and in fact, all of these uh, stories, people had to to word their wishes very carefully, but the, the genie would always find a way around it. Right. Hmm, the genie, of course, would be very capable of parsing the language and finding things to trick us with. Therefore, the genie must work as lawyers. They're pretty sharp. They would they would make excellent they would make excellent lawyers. Make excellent scum sucking bottom feeders. Oh, sorry. Where uh, we're I insulting the gin. You know, if we have there. any gin, Chris, if we have any gin listening to the show. And we're not talking about people drinking gin. We're talking about, you know, the supernatural creatures. Well, that's an interesting question here. Yeah, Are do you like gin and tonics? <laughs> well, I have a little story to share. And this is just a, it's kind of a silly little story. But um, a couple of years ago, I was, I was heading out to the UFO Congress. And uh, I had to change planes in Nashville. And, and uh there was some sudden mechanical failure, and we got stuck at the airport for six or seven hours before they could get another plane. And so I missed, like, the whole first day. I was just very upset. But when we got on the plane, on the, the plane that they brought in to finally take us to Arizona, um, and the flight attendant came to take people's drinks, everybody around me ordered a gin and tonic 
I kid you not. And the flight attendant's name was Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Probably so. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, the expectant parents. Be very careful uh, with female names uh, that sound like Jeannie, Jenny. Uh, you You may be creating a monster. So what are some of your favorite cases that that, uh, really leave no room for interpretation in your mind that what you were dealing with was one of these uh, uh, gin-type entities? Well, there's a a case that I've got going on right now in West Virginia um, where uh, it's a piece of land that that is in one of these portal areas. And um, you find all sorts of things going on for a long period of time. I've, I've had an opportunity to interview um, generational members of an extended family uh, who've lived for decades in that area and uh, shadow people, uh, ghosts and apparitions, uh, blobs that run on the land, uh, entities called grave robbers. And I've got reports of them from other states as well. Well, sometimes they go by other names, but um, the gin I find seem to especially like weird hybrid forms, and I think they account for a lot of the mysterious creatures that uh, people encounter out in remote areas, the animals that should not be because they seem to be combinations of things, and the grave robbers are combinations of pigs, uh, armadillos, uh, crocodiles, and uh, what even might be ascribed as a chupacabra-like appearance. And uh, they're often seen in cemeteries uh, where they're tearing up the land looking for uh, bones to eat. Uh, E.T. activity, uh, mysterious lights and craft in the sky, Bigfoot sightings. uh, And what the distinguishing characteristic is of cases like this is that there seems to be a resident presence on the land that is unfriendly to hostile, as something that has kind of an overarching uh, presence that people sense. And sometimes people will volunteer to me that they think that this presence takes a variety of forms. Uh, and I do believe that that's the case, that, that uh, in some of these heavily haunted uh, areas, it's a single entity who is responsible for all these forms. Rosemary, just wondering... When you finished that phrase, I heard all sorts of noises like a headset was dropping. What's going on? I have no headset on, Gene, and I have found that whenever I talk uh, about gin um, on Skype or by phone, there is some interference in the line. Uh, Quite often it's a clicking sound, and I don't hear the clicking, but the other people hear the clicking. Sometimes there's a tapping or some uh, even screeching sounds. I've had that where screechings and wails will erupt um it's it's as though there's a certain kind of entity eavesdropping on the line and i think they do that i think we're lucky then only a few minor sounds and by the way coming next week on the powercast we'll hear from grant cameron his new book is called ufos area 51 and government informants next week on the powercast with rosemary ellen guiley gene and chris you're in the powercast (laughs) 
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hey, neighbors. Meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible. To run and organize, use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen. Making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Spring is here. Growing season. The economy is not getting any better. In fact, it's getting worse. Think about it. At this rate, how will your life be in a month or even a year? Maybe you've been putting things off, but the time to act is now. The country is running out of food. You need to get your seeds before it's too late. At OrganicaSeed.com, you'll find one of the largest online selections of heirloom seeds, survival seed packs, as well as the giant vegetable seed collections that can feed you and and your family for years. Grow your very own fresh vegetables, wheatgrass, fruits, herbs, rice, tea, coffee, and tobacco with detailed growing guides available to you at no charge. You can maximize your harvest and investment. And the best part? All orders ship within 24 hours. So head over to OrganicaSeed.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A-Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com. Today. The National Preppers and Survivalist Expo, presented by Triton Shelter Technologies, will be held March 16th and 17th at the Nashville Expo Center and Tennessee State Fairgrounds. Admission is free and doors open at 9 a.m. Come join us to learn life-saving techniques to help you and your family handle crisis situations. Meet Nat Geo's Dennis McClung to see if you have what it takes to be on the next season of Doomsday Preppers. Walk through a bomb shelter, learn first aid, CPR, and much more. For more information, go to NPSExpo.com. That's NPSExpo.com. 
And while you're at the NPS Expo, meet and speak with Dr. Joel Wallach, host of Dead Doctors Don't Lie. If you take pharmaceutical drugs and wonder why side effects require you to take more drugs, Nobel Prize nominee Dr. Wallach has the answer. Hear how he took on the FDA eight times and won every time. Don't miss Dr. Joel Wallach at the National Preppers and Survivalist Expo, March 16th and 17th. Admission is free. Log on now to NPSExpo.com. That's NPSExpo.com. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. Chris is taking on his gin voice, or maybe his voice after having gin. Which is it, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm I'm just trying to be creative here, but it's not working, evidently. I, I have a really interesting question. It's right along the lines of what we were just discussing before we went to break, Rosemary. And this comes from Bits Missing, one of our longest uh, posters. I mean, he's been posting here almost six years, and uh, we don't get many questions from him at forum.theparacast.com. But we got a good one this time. He asked, Bigfoot, a cryptic, a cryptic dimensional creature or gin? For all of you in the USA, big hairy beasts, sometimes with glowing red eyes, have a long European tradition as well. Nick Redfern recently wrote about this and the lack of any real food sources to, to support such a beast. A recent local sighting here, the, the beast of Tunbridge Wells, has to do with a terrified walker who claims a eight-foot-tall creature with demonic red eyes and long arms roared at him. And we're talking about, for those of you who don't know, Tunbridge Wells is a rather large, posh, almost commuter town, only 40 miles from London in the densely populated southeast of, of England. And he, he ends by saying the Pacific Northwest, it is not. Well, how about that? You're saying that the gin can possibly manifest and look and appear to be other types of, of entities. Uh, what about Bigfoot? Do you think there's a chance that Bigfoot might somehow be tied in with this? Absolutely, Chris. I think the, the jinn are messing around in all of our entity encounters. I've always considered mysterious creatures like Bigfoot, Dogman, uh, Mothman, and, and uh, other weird entities to be interdimensional, that they're not lost species uh, on Earth just happening to exist in remote areas. They're interdimensional, and that's why we find no logic to their appearances, their dietary habits, the lack of bodies, and, and that sort of thing. Um, interestingly, I receive a lot of reports from England about gin-like entities, and it could very well be that there are lots of very active portals in England. So another question from Blowfish. Uh, and after that, I want to I want to find out from you why shadow people are often <laughs> reported with hats on, which I find kind of curious. But he wants to know uh, some eyewitnesses have encounters with hooded creatures with no faces or just red eyes before a death in the family. What are your thoughts on these encounters? I had never heard that. Have you? I have indeed, Chris. Uh, this is an association with shadow people that. Um some of them are death omens, like almost like a, a banshee kind of character. They're seen right before uh, somebody in a family passes away. And uh, this is a, a pattern with some shadow people experiences, especially if they involve 
generational lines. It's as though uh, these entities have attached to particular lineages and keep appearing probably for a variety of reasons. The shapes of shadow people most common is uh, of a tall, what appears to be a man in silhouette wearing a caper coat and a hat. Uh, anywhere from detective-like hats to big floppy um, sombrero-like things, stovepipe hats like Abraham, like we would think, you know, an Abraham Lincoln hat. Why the hat? Um, if they don't have a hat, then it, sometimes it looks like they have a, a hood or a cowl. The important thing that jumps out is it's disguising the head. It could be that when they shapeshift into that kind of form, they don't get the head right. There's something about the head that's perhaps misshapen or would give them away. And uh, that may be part of the reason. Another potential reason is uh, they've discovered that this particular kind of form, something shrouding the head, uh, makes a figure more sinister and mysterious to us. I actually had a report where someone uh, reported a silhouetted figure and they said, I know this is going to sound crazy, but it had a hat on. And uh, it, it, it always kind of puzzled me until I became aware of your work, Jason Offit, uh, David Weatherly, and others who have really, really gone into the shadow person uh, phenomenon in depth. And, and lo and behold, I find out that uh, a, a fairly sizable percentage of, of encounters or, or sightings uh, feature a being with a hat. One of the things that, that fascinated me about your new book uh, the Jin Connection, is how you equate, and you mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but we didn't really get into it, um, how these uh, angelic forms, uh, the cherubim, the seraphim, the nephilim, how there may be a connection there uh, with the jinn. And we, I don't think we went far enough in depth about that, because it is an important part of your book, and and that's where the scholar, Rosemary the Scholar, comes out, because, I mean, every page I was learning, you know, fact after fact after fact about ancient history and how they how they viewed these these uh, these classifications of beings. Why don't you give us a quick thumbnail sketch uh, uh, of that section of your book and how these how these entities and uh, beings are classified? One of the purposes of of the book is to prompt people to to reevaluate our envy contact experiences. Do we really know who we're dealing with? And in regard to the angels, well, in, in today's popular culture, angels are all, all good. They're nice, friendly, um, sometimes a little too cutesy, uh, but they're always helpful and they always have our best interests in mind. And while this does describe a primary duty of angels to intercede on our behalf, in helpful ways. It's not the only view of angels. And in fact, our ancestors were more frightened of angels. The biblical uh, human being uh, quaked in fear if an angel showed up because uh, it probably meant that God was displeased and was sending an angel to punish or warn. Angels in ancient times were God's disciplinarians. They were yeah, just ask, ask the residents of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, the, well, the angel who, you know, goes over pass, you know, the Passover angel who wreaks all the destruction and, and uh, angels didn't hesitate to carry out instructions that were 
very damaging to human beings and even fatal if that's what God said. Now, we've had many reevaluations of angels over the centuries, and we've organized them into hierarchies. There have been lots of hierarchies, angels that are described as both good and bad. Angelology can be quite confusing sometimes. We have a nine-hierarchy system today that's, that's become the dominant hierarchy. And the two highest ranks of angels are very peculiar in their origins. And uh, I think we must raise questions as to whether or not there are jinn mixed in there. Because remember, angels and jinn, according to some of the creation stories, those were the beings that uh, preceded hu- humans. And uh, could there be a little intermingling there? Well, the seraphim and cherubim uh, are the two highest in our present hierarchy. And uh, they have associations that could make a jinn involvement in their ranks very likely. The seraphim are were in ancient times known for their fiery nature, fiery serpent nature. And uh, they're never really described as angels. The seraphim and the cherubim are, are not called angels in the Bible. They're called by these other names. Um, so the connection with the fire and the serpents among the seraphim and with the cherubim, they have an association to Assyrian hybrid entities, the caribou, uh, who were guardians of places, of buildings and temples. They had uh, the heads of humans and the bodies, so they were had winged bodies that looked lion-like. Uh, and the cherubim uh, were set as guardians over uh, the Garden of Eden. After Adam, Adam and Eve were thrown out, they were... I liken them to bouncers. They were supposed to keep Adam and Eve out after the fall. Uh, Solomon employed cherubim to guard the Ark of the Covenant and the the, uh, Temple of Jerusalem. And if these, if if they were originally hybrid entities from the Middle East, Assyria, Babylonia, ancient Persia, uh, Mesopotamia, Samaria, Arabia, where the jinn originated, might the origins of some of these high-level angels, these fierce angels, really have been jinn. So um, we may not have good answers right now, but we have to reevaluate these things and ask different questions and be open to some very unsettling possibilities. You know what? Before we get unsettled by our advertisers, who might be working for the jinn. Or it might be under their direction. I don't know. Now they're all going to leave us just because I said that silly thing. Rosemary Ellen Guiley joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. 
We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. My favorite gin is the Bombay Sapphire Gin. Makes a great martini. We should have like a one of those ba-da-ba-dum sound effects, Gene. Actually, I do, but I choose not to play it. I'm sorry. I'm 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 just trying to uh, crack uh, funny jokes. Uh, you know, one slide. At that least, I have, Chris, you admit that you're just trying. I I yeah, feebly. Uh, I might add. That's what one, they say about me, folks. They say my jokes are feeble, and I resemble well, that remark. But I don't want to go any further. You've been rubbing off on me, Gene. That I, that that must be it. Not the reverse. No. Okay. One one of my slides in my UFO. What's the connection? Uh, presentation shows the difference between the uh, Sumerian version of the uh, cerebim or the uh, uh, cherubim, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, and the modern sort of, well, I wouldn't say modern, but the medieval version of these cute little babies with little tiny wings that, that you, they have the rosy cheeks. And then there's a, there's a, a picture, uh, a photograph of a panel of cherubim uh, from Sumeria, that are the most awful-looking bird-like creatures. I mean, they, they look like something out of uh, your worst nightmare. Isn't it interesting how forms, um, as they were originally perceived, have devolved into something more palatable in the modern day, and and how we've we've lost, in many sense of the word, uh, we've lost a, a true interpretation of what these these entities actually appear as, or what they're what they actually are all about. Uh, do you care to address that? What uh, What's up with that? We have increasingly sanitized and disempowered very powerful beings, including the angels. And uh, it's it's been a, a rapid uh, disempowerment in the, in the past few decades. Uh, 
the the in terms of the angels the the ancients considered them as i mentioned the disciplinarians as as well as messengers uh you didn't have a whole lot of interaction with angels and um the renaissance artists started i think the process of um humanizing angels to uh to their uh, detriment unfortunately by painting them really as beautiful uh, versions of human beings they used um adolescent boys for their models and beautiful women a swan they put big gigantic swan wings on them and they etherealized them in in this glamorous um portrayal of uh of being a, a participant, an emotionally engaged participant in the outworkings of human destiny. Uh, the Victorians associate angels with guardians of the grave and actually had more of a mourning association with angels. It was not until the mid-20th century that, uh, from a popular culture perspective, we, we revived our interest in angels, and they took on more of this uh, personal best friend protector um, aspect to them. And the, the little babies, the pudgy babies that you were talking about, uh, Chris, that we call the carobs, um, they're really, their real origin is on the pudi of um, Latin art, Roman art. These were um, little wing cherub-like babies that uh, were used in funerary um, embellishments. So today we've got this um, best friend, this angel best friend, which is a mere sh shadow of, of the real angels, many of whom were in ancient texts hostile to humanity. They did not want human beings in paradise having access to the throne of God, to the greatest secrets of the cosmos. Right, and they and were resentful over humans it, uh, having a, a, a certain dominion over them. Uh, absolutely. And uh, we find uh, stories from uh, the Jewish literature about this, where, um, for example, uh, God decides to create human beings and he calls up a group of angels and consults them about whether or not it's a good idea. And they say no. So he burns them up and he does this until he gets a group of angels who agrees. And uh, after <laughs> after the flood, then after the Nephilim and the flood and all the corruption on the planet and the fall, the the angels come back and say, "Well, weren't we right about this all along? You know, did not the first group of angels speak right?" Right. Uh, and then there are angels who, uh, in mystic early mystical traditions, work to keep people from accessing uh, the throne, and you had to figure out magical ways around them. Uh, so that they didn't block your progress. So angels are, are um, and interestingly, angels are the natural adversary of, of the jinn. And uh, there are ways of uh, exercising the jinn where you have to call in uh, the high-level angels in order to do it. Uh, that's one way to do it. Another way is to call in a stronger jinn. Uh, but then you've got kind of a double problem because then you've right. got to pay for what you wish for. Exactly. If you call in a thug to, you know, get rid of a thug, then you've got to deal with the the, the other thug. Well, you, you mentioned the Victorian concept of the guardian angel. Um, it, could there be a connection between that and the Islamic tradition that each one of us has 
I think, two gin attached to us, correct? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There is that tradition um, of two, at least one, possibly two. And, of course, the Greeks had it, too, with the, the daemons, the daemonas, um, one that was good and one that was bad. And the Greeks, in fact, may have borrowed that concept from Middle Eastern uh, concepts. The um, in, in the Middle Eastern idea of, of the jinn companion, the karin or the karina, a male or a female jinn uh, who is attached to you from birth and acts in many ways like a guardian angel, but it's not all good. It, if, and in fact, if it wants to, it could be trying to lead you astray. It could torment you, but it's attached to you from birth and is very difficult uh, to get rid of. And some of them have uh, developed a romantic and sexual attraction to human beings, and they start interfering in a person's mortal relationships, breaking them up and causing disharmony so that they can have the, the human for themselves. I have um, a very interesting case in the Jin connection, uh, generational, where a young man discovered that uh, other um, men in his family had also had encounters with probably the same being who took a female form for seduction and then did its best to to keep other human women out of the picture. That's That wouldn't be good for your love life. Scare all the girlfriends away. I had a very interesting uh, case where um, the reverse was true. Um, a um, a woman uh, evidently had some sort of, of haunting scenario going on. And when she was uh, with her new boyfriend, he had his um, he had his ear pierced and something came when, when they were making out on the couch. Something came and, and pulled his earring through his ear, you know, and, and clove, made, made his earlobe cloven. Uh, and, and it was almost like a poltergeist thing that it was responding to their first makeout session is kind of how it was portrayed to me. So maybe that could have been an example of that, but in the reverse, a, uh, a jealous uh, male entity um, picking on, um, you know, the, the un unsuspecting boyfriend, as it were. The jinn have a reputation, going back to ancient times, of being vengeful and jealous. Uh, and these are, are two characteristics that can help in the evaluation of a, an entity's identity in terms of their behavior. Uh, if they act out in extremely jealous ways, and also if they take revenge for being slighted, uh, even in small ways. Hey, we've got uh, Rosemary uh, Ellen Guiley joining Jean and Chris. The book's called The Jinn Connection, and the subtitle just really says it all. The Hidden Links Between Jinn, Shadow People, ETs, Nephilim, Archons, Reptilians, and Other Entities. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-877-804-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. 
So, disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and up to four rooms. And there's no equipment to buy. That includes your free HDTV upgrade, your free DVR upgrade, and your free professional installation. And the best part? The pristine digital picture and sound. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. So, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. Disable the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. 1-877-804-MY-TV. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. Radio advertising on GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is simple, affordable, and reaches millions. How do we do it? Let's break it down. First, the simple part. You tell us about your business. <laughs> then our expert radio copywriters write your copy. We hire professional voice talent. Hello there. I'm a professional announcer. And then produce your ad with just the right music and feel. <laughs> Voila. Simple. How affordable? 60-second ads on GCN are the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And that brings us to reach. Millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 700 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. That's it. A one-stop shop. Creative radio ads. Very affordable rates. Millions of potential customers and customer service that can't be beat. See our current list of satisfied advertisers at GCNlive.com. Then shoot us an email. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Do you suffer from low-functioning adrenal or thyroid gland? Did you know that mercury from your dental fillings comes off your teeth both as a vapor and as metal particles into your body? Wherever mercury deposits in your body, it stops cells from functioning normally. Animal studies show that mercury causes kidney function to drop by 60%. Mercury deposited into your adrenals or thyroid will cause a corresponding drop in function. The number one method by which your body detoxifies itself of mercury is glutathione. The number one superfood that helps turn on all 75 trillion cells of your body to produce glutathione is non-denatured whey protein from grass-fed cows. After investigating most high-end whey proteins on the market, only one is the most non-denatured, the most active, the most complete, and in our opinion, the most powerful in what nature originally put into the fresh raw whey. It is One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. 
That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Rosemary Allen Guiley, fast question to throw out before we go on. Now, we're talking of the jinn as a terrestrial phenomenon or interdimensional phenomenon. So if I live on a plant circling Tau Ceti, do I have jinn there too? Nobody really knows the answer to that, Gene. Uh, and I would think, in, in my own personal view, that the jinn have the potential to reincarnate like human beings. And I do not believe that human beings limit their lifetimes to planet Earth. Uh, and in fact, um, I'm, I've been doing past life research for a while. I've been collecting examples of people's recalled lives on other worlds, even in other life forms, uh, not only uh, what we would call past lives, but parallel lives, that is, lives that seem to be going on right now. And, of course, from the eternal time perspective, everything goes on simultaneously anyway. So if we extrapolate this to the jinn, who are sentient beings, uh, who have lifespans like we do, uh, can we say the same about them, that they have the capability of reincarnating, and would they be limited to this planet, or could they also have access to the cosmos? In my view, the answer would be uh, a yes, from at least from a hypothetical point of view. We've mentioned uh, several times during during your visit here, Rosemary, that there seems to be a, a, a location specificity that, that's going on here with sure. many of these uh, gen-type entities, and one of the questions here, which uh, I'm interested to hear the answer to, is uh, this is from Spooky Mulder. For Chris and, and Rosemary, are you guys still considering working together on a book about portals, which would dovetail into my, my comment that these things tend to cluster around these portal areas? Uh, at least it seems that way to me. Well, they do indeed, uh, Chris. And, uh, you know, that trip that we did through the San Luis Valley uh, was certainly a good example of how location-specific um, activity can be. And yes, I, I want to tackle that next, uh, looking at the land connections for a lot of this activity. Um, as, as I mentioned early in the program, a lot of my early interest grew out of um, what I called persistent negative hauntings uh, in locations, you know, cases that I was contacted about and I began investigating and researching, and that there are these um, many, many places around the planet where we have broad-spectrum activity. It goes from one end of the paranormal to the other in terms of types of activity, and it's very consistent. And the SLV is, is certainly one of those areas, and uh, I think this would be f a fascinating thing to explore for the next edition of Gin. I've got quite a short list of uh, locations that could be included in a book like that. There's, uh, like you said, there's a bunch of them, and some some are amazing. It doesn't matter who lives there or who goes through there. They they all seem to experience very similar types of perplexing and unexplained uh, phenomenal events. And you could have, I, I had one uh, particular location that uh, had a history that went back 40, 50 years. And it was extremely interesting to interview people separately um, who had been renters in this one particular house and how from, you know, from renter to renter, they would have the same 
exact descriptions of things that would happen. The same windows would always be opened. Uh, the same doors would always be slammed. And in most cases, these people weren't aware that other people had had these uh, experiences uh, prior to moving in there. And um, I just find that very fascinating. In one case, we had the same little boy answering the phone when nobody was home, which is another one that was a multifamily uh, example where over the course of four or five different residents in the house, you, you would have the same report, which in my mind nullifies any sort of, I don't know, um, projection or uh, delusion or or some sort of of personal uh, pathology going on or delusional uh, behavior going on, that there was something really behind it. And that, that, that to me is very fascinating. Well, it gets back to what we were talking about real early in the program about, you know, how do we prove these sorts of things? And um, it's the patterns. It's when you can build up consistent patterns uh, of the documentation, the patterns get very hard to ignore, if not refute. And that's when you're dealing with the paranormal, which is kind of a shape-shifty, blurry landscape anyway, that's probably the best way we can approach it. And you're right. It's, uh, it gets hard to ignore when you get the same thing reported from independent sources. Uh, and these patterns of activity emerge when you can study certain areas over a long period of time, the patterns get to be quite well-defined. Well, that's it for our questions. Unfortunately, um, boy, I wish we'd had a little bit more uh, warning for your appearance. So we would have had a lot more questions from our question bank. We literally have had all these questions just posted in in less than a day. So when when we come back, we'll make sure that we have uh, more lead time for you because you tend to bring out some really good questions in our listeners, and we really do appreciate uh, all the work that you've done. How many books have you written now, Rosemary? You're up in your mid-50s now, right, here, in terms of books? Uh, at least. Um, I started losing track around 50, uh, so it's somewhere between 50 and 60. And uh, <laughs> I've always got uh, multiple books uh, on the fire, as you know. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, but boy, I'll tell you, I sure enjoyed the, the gin connection. How about the archons? That was one I'd never heard of before. This is a totally new uh, subject for me. Well, what, what can you tell us about the archons? I, I found it very fascinating. They're an interesting connection to the gin. And uh, I also put them in the title because um, I thought it would uh, spark some curiosity. They've kind of fallen into obscurity, although they've been around a very long time. They, they come out of Gnostic philosophy which competed very heavily with Christianity for dominance many centuries ago. And in the the Gnostic creation scenario, uh, the archons are like um, inferior, corrupt, incomplete creator beings. And uh, they, they are, in fact, created by an inferior being who is the monstrous offspring of uh, Sophia and the Pleroma. Sophia falls from her heavenly realms and becomes impregnated on the earth and has an ignorant um, son, Yaldabaoth, who becomes very arrogant and very powerful and assumes he is God. And he creates these beings called the Archons to rule over the heavens and the earth. And uh, so they begin this process of manifestation. But the one thing they can't manipulate is human beings, and they try. They try to corrupt 
human beings. So here again, we have another piece of this pattern of interference from some sort of ancient being uh, to try and manipulate and corrupt human beings. So uh, the archons act a lot like jinn. They're arrogant, they're powerful, they uh, assume they can do whatever they please. They don't particularly like human beings that much, so they interfere, they, they try and corrupt human beings. You know what, Rosemary? I wonder if anyone likes human beings. It seems we have archons and we have jinn, and it sounds messy. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen, making collaboration seamless. GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST. Now there's an amazing new natural antibiotic every person must have. It's Cells Alive Silver Solution, and it destroys over 650 hard-to-kill viruses, fungus, bacteria, and much more. Cells Alive Silver Solution has no expiration date, is great for emergency kits and storage shelters, and comes in 8 or 16-ounce bottles. Order today at 888-910-4367 or visit HempUSA.org. HempUSA.org, 100% chemical-free superfoods and unique health products. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. We've lived in this neighborhood for years. We have an alarm system and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door and were in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but they were long gone with our TV jewelry and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? The police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to EasyArmor.net if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. Easy Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little Easy Armor costs, and I installed Easy Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit EasyArmor.net. That's the letters E-Z-A-R-M-O-R.net. Or call 888-58-ARMOR. That's 888-582-7667. EasyArmor.net. Ultimate door security made easy. Will I have garlic breath after I take LEC? 
We get that question all the time about the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. And the answer is, Ali C contains stabilized allicin, nature's antimicrobial agent, and the active ingredient in crushed garlic, but will not give you garlic breath. Scientifically proven in double-blind studies, using low doses of allicin greatly reduces the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Our powerful Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin. Just one tablet of Ali C is equivalent to 40 garlic cloves. It's effective against as MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections, and helps lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Plus, it's a natural mosquito repellent. Boost resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 877-888-7126 or garlichealthproducts.com. Fight back with Ali C. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? Rosemary Ellen Guiley joining us on the Paracast. Her book is The Gin Connection, which is her second book of the Gin series. I suppose there'll be more. We're talking about archons, but you look at all these creatures. And if you wanted to find one source, could you just call them all gin of some sort, regardless of the name, or what? Or are there so many different races running around loose who wish us ill? It may very well be that everything keeps pointing back to the gin. And uh, as as I'm willing to go this far in terms of my current research, uh, I believe the gin are mixed in among all of these beings, uh, that they have... Uh, been in the backdrop of all of these encounters with what we perceive as different kinds of entities. They, uh, like some researchers, they might uh, we might wind up having to come to the conclusion that everything that we've uh, labeled really takes us straight back to the gin. Now, you just mentioned before the break, Gene, about you know all these entities who seem to be hostile to us and manipulating us. And it does raise questions about uh, how we really got here. And uh, are we uh, the experiment of um, some cosmic force or, or higher intelligent um, beings or entities? Are we some sort of experiment that um, entities keep tinkering with over the course of history? It certainly seems to be the case. Okay, that raises all sorts of questions here. But then why even assume it's gin and not something else? Uh, you mean one of these other beings? Why Why assume what we call gin is not something else? Obviously, we're talking about a race of supernatural beings that tend to wish us ill more than giving us positive vibes. But why must we consider maybe gin? Maybe they are archons or maybe it's E.T.? Something else. I believe that there are many varieties of entities. Uh, I don't think that that our part of the universe is populated just with human beings, angels, and jinn. That there are there are other kinds of entities, but the jinn seem to have a pervasive presence uh, from ancient times. And the ability to do this multi-form shape-shifting coupled with uh, an agenda that is hostile to human beings, uh, at least on the part of some of them, uh, 
And then we find all these other entities who exhibit the same behavior. So the question to ask is, are all of these other entities projections or forms or disguises taken by this ancient entity who's powerful and pervasive, um, could that be the origination point? Are we really dealing with this one kind of entity? And I think the evidence is mounting. But the answer to that is yes. There's, there's an exalted history that goes back thousands of years that um, it's kind of hard to argue with. I mean, we as Westerners don't really have a sense of how pervasive this whole um, belief structure is in the near and Middle East. Um, this is part of their everyday life. I mean, uh, you see uh, examples of this all the time. In fact, uh, when my trickster book was, was just coming out, I remember seeing this article about a guy who had been uh, plagued by a djinn and actually took the djinn to court, which which blew my mind. And I had no idea that, that this was so... Um, pervasive in the culture that you know people people didn't take this as as a joke i mean they really took this seriously quite right yes much um there there are much different attitudes elsewhere outside of our our own western viewpoint but just in terms of how we've evolved mythology um in in our our culture and some of the early influences on that uh it's it's the jinn were there first uh, the jinn uh, developed in, in ancient times, came out of um, ancient Persia and Saudi Arabia, or Arabia, ancient Arabia, and were absorbed into Babylonia, uh, Syria, and Sumeria. Uh, those mythologies uh, were in turn absorbed in, by the Hebrews into their lore. Uh, we absorbed from the Hebrews and the Muslims absorbed from the Hebrews and from us, the Egyptians and the Greeks. Uh, also absorb part of this. In, in other words, this uh, this dispersion of uh, demonic um, lore spread out from this ancient lore, where the jinn were the central players. So I think those are the, those are the tracks that we have to follow and see where they lead. The problem has been. The jinn haven't even been on our radar, so n- nobody's looking for the tracks. And uh, I've been trying to educate paranormal investigators, and uh, I've also taken the message out into the UFO community that uh, we need to ask some additional questions about what people are experiencing to get a better, bigger picture. Uh, oh, and the, the uh, cryptozoology people as well. So, therefore, could we assume that maybe Bigfoot has some relationship to Jin? I think Bigfoot does. Uh, whether or not Bigfoot is a, a separate race unto itself, um, we don't really know exactly what Bigfoot is. But Jin are capable of appearing as Bigfoot, and I think that they have done that. Um, if the jinn are acting out in ways that they don't want us to know exactly what they're doing, uh, then they're going to use disguises. And if they have the capability of adopting various forms that we're going to assume is something else, uh, I think they will. Some of them seem to like to enter 
entertain themselves by upsetting people. And uh, I think that many of our mysterious creature encounters fall into that category. And of course, there's always that whole um, idea of, of reflectivity uh, that someone experiencing an unusual event may somehow be manifesting the details or appearance of that event to conform to their own preconceptions. So if the jinn are uh, capable of shape-shifting and adopting various forms, it would stand to reason uh, to have the greatest impact that possibly they would pick a form that was a reflection of the, of the person's preconceptions or front-loading. Uh, indeed so. And, uh, you know, here again, uh, I think Yates probably described it the best when he, he said um, the fairies appear uh, how they want to and also how we can perceive them. That's how they look to us, how they want to present themselves, coupled with how our mind is able to perceive them. And so uh, it's not surprising that uh, human beings centuries past. Uh, were oriented to describing entities in a certain way, and today uh, we're more likely to describe them as outer space aliens. Uh, we're fitting um, collect a collective consciousness format that has evolved onto our entity encounters. And uh, that is something that could even be manipulated by a very intelligent type of entity as well. So the key here is that we are adapting what we perceive to our current perceptions, expectations. We live in a society where we believe there's an ET out there somewhere, so whatever strange creatures and craft we see, what phenomenon we see, that may relate to ET somehow. I'm keeping a short answer because we only have 20 seconds until our next segment. We do have a lot of projection from ourselves going on as well. We participate in, in uh, our perceptions of our experiences. Well, that also raises another question, and a few, as a matter of fact, that we can talk about in our final segment with Rosemary Ellen Guiley. The book is The Gin Connection. And by the way, coming next week on the Paracast, we'll hear from Grant Cameron. His new book is called UFOs, Area 51, and Government Informants. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-877-804-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So, disable the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and up to four rooms. And there's no equipment to buy. That includes your free HD TV upgrade, your free DVR upgrade, and your free professional installation. And the best part? The pristine digital picture and sound. Call 1-877-804-MY-TV. So, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-877-804-MY-TV 1-877-804-MY-TV disable the cable cut costs and get more call 1-877-804-MY-TV 1-877-804-MY-TV 
prepared against possible food shortages and economic collapse is not complicated. Just remember two words, disaster, stuff. Add.com after those two words and you've got just one site for all your preparedness needs. Disasterstuff.com prepares your family against food shortages with Linden Farms freeze-dried foods in buckets or gourmet reserves. Freeze-dried food in number 10 cans, both with free shipping. Purify and rid your water of contaminants with a big Berkey or other Berkey system and get free shipping plus a water level spigot or fluoride filter at cost and protect your radios and other electronics from EMPs with our EMP Faraday bags starting at just $5.90. When the food shortages and economic instability happens, be ready with all your stuff from DisasterStuff.com. Just remember two words, DisasterStuff.com. Freedom through self-reliance and personal responsibility. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now, thanks to Dan Pillow, you can get the tax help you need to end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pillow. I've helped thousands of people reduce or eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. With the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. Or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. You've come to expect winter specials from Herbal Healer Academy, and we're not going to let you down. Battle through cold and flu season with powerful natural and safe flu fighters, antivirals like olive leaf extract capsules and elderberry power, vitamin D3, 180 caps, only $9, beta-glucans and an incredible immune system booster, our own four-herb tea capsules, and Respa 8, all specially priced during the winter sale at HerbalHealer.com. Also, exclusive homeopathic detoxes for lungs, kidneys, liver, whole body, and lymph are on sale. Herbal Healer Academy offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Log on and save big now when you hit the winter specials at HerbalHealer.com. Healing the world with nature, one person at a time since 1988. Celebrating 25 years in service to the natural health care industry. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. So, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, if we're applying some of our own subjective perceptions to what we see, do we see the real thing? I often wonder if we do, Gene, uh, or if we just see a piece of uh, what really is out there. Uh, for example, I doubt that anyone has ever seen the gin in their true form. We have no idea what it is. We see forms that are presented to us that we are capable of making sense of. And that's something that could very well evolve over time, too. Um, We don't have 
ET uh, forms described in centuries past. We have ET forms described now, and the human beings of the future might see these entities in some uh, much different form. Okay, so why not look at the reverse? Why not look at the possibility that ET comes here and ET adapts itself to what we expect? So if we believe in spiritual creatures early on, we don't see them as they really are. We see the spiritual creatures, even though they're just physical entities from other planets. Kind of a reverse whammy. It's like a chick- chicken in the egg. It's ETs pretending to be gin, pretending to be ETs. There we pretending go. Pretending to be who knows what. Well, we can get into quite quite a conundrum. But, you know, you, you bring up a very good point because we do have to turn things around and and look from as many perspectives as we can to try and sort all this out. Rather than looking for black and white explanations, which seems to be the natural bent of human beings and the tunnel vision that develops among researchers who only want to look at, at certain pieces of data and discard all the rest. And I think we can think of a few uh, researchers in ufology who uh, tend to do that. Uh, Care to name be- some names? Uh, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> just be very selective of the, uh, the data that they're using. Uh, well, I wish that can I- apply to a lot of people in the UFO field. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, we'd have to do a whole no- another show just naming off lists of names. Well, how about a couple of leaders, the worst offenders, Rosemary? Oh, no, I, I don't want to get into naming names. Um, I, but um, about initials, I, you know, I, I wish I could be selective uh, of the data that I've encountered. I could yeah, throw it's so much all- easier. <laughs> but uh, all of the stuff that I have been researching for a very long time has um, influenced me to change my own views many times about what's really out there. I've changed my views about hauntings, for example. I think that most the, the ghosts that most people experience are not the human dead. I think they're spirits masquerading as humans. And that uh, what humans might leave behind is the residual stuff, the repetitive, non-intelligent things that happen. But ghosts, quote-unquote, who act out uh, ghosts who act out in intelligent ways uh, against human beings are probably spirits masquerading as ghosts. And in fact, there's precedence for that in the jinn lore as well. Left field question, something you cover in the book, the jinn connection. The men in black. We all love the men in black. So are you saying some of the men in black are really jinn in disguise? There's an interesting connection and association there. And of course, when I was doing my early research on shadow people, I couldn't help but think of the men in black. Uh, from a silhouetted perspective, you know, the um, sinister, uh, dark-clothed, odd-looking men who mysteriously show up and harass... Wearing Blues Brother pork pie hats. (laughs) And drive around in big black cars, um, who harass E.T. experiencers. And, um, you know, people have suggested that Gray Barker made it all up, it was nothing but a big joke, but yet this phenomenon has been very widely reported for quite some time. And you know, I should mention it, knowing Gray Barker. I knew Gray Barker. And I can tell you, yes, he made things up, but he didn't make up the men in black. I, I would agree with I did not know Barker personally, but I would agree with Eugene that um, 
the the man in black phenomenon is too widespread and pervasive and again relates to other things from history that we've called other things uh, and it's the hallmarks are uh, a certain kind of appearance a sinister uh, behavior, threatening, harassing, poltergeist phenomena erupts, mental problems, financial problems, um, people's lives are upset. Uh, these are hallmarks of uh, negative entity interaction with human beings and very characteristic of jinn behavior. This is the kind of thing that, uh, that jinn would do. Uh, so are the men in black jinn? Uh, I think we can make a good case that they are. Uh, and if their behavior is nothing more than to ups upset the apple cart and um, throw monkey wrenches and chaos into situations, then that accomplishes the gin agenda as well. So can we do anything about it? Or because they are so much more powerful than we are, we have to endure it? I don't think we have to endure it. Uh, they do seem to have abilities that we don't have. The supernatural, interdimensional uh, access, uh, seemingly at will, the shape-shifting uh, powers of mental telepathic persuasion and whatnot. But I do have, at the end of the Jin Connection, a final chapter that I call Interdimensional Martial Arts. Uh, yeah, what are the ways... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what are the ways that that we can at least make a start for uh, protecting our personal integrity and our territorial turf? Uh, right now, a lot of us are just sitting ducks because we don't know what's going on, and we don't even want to know what's going on because we think it's all uh, too silly for serious contemplation. That makes us prime targets. Well, that also helps you keep your head in the sand. I'm going to throw out something out of left field, speaking of life in outer space, something that came out just this week, and something we've kind of all known, but let's just have a word or two about it. We have a couple of minutes left in the show. At a press conference on Tuesday, scientists revealed NASA's Curiosity rover has uncovered signs that ancient Mars have the essential elements necessary for supporting life. Now, they're talking about microbial life. But, of course, we got to think, hey, maybe it was a lot more. Rosemary? Uh, I'm not sure what you're asking, Gene. You mean... Okay, in terms so of now that we know that Mars may have once had life. Right. And we have, therefore, see more and more evidence of life in the universe. Do we still look at Jin as being something from here? That was a question I kind of asked before, but maybe I wanted to bring it up again. My personal view is they are primarily from here because um, they are interdimensional. But uh, they they are associated with uh, the Anunnaki, for example. I think there's a good case that can be made that the Anunnaki were, uh, were jinn who were said to come from another planet. Maybe so, they imported them. Maybe the jinn uh, hitchhiked here. But uh, we, we don't really know what the the boundaries are with interdimensional uh, existence either. Does interdimensionality uh, lend itself to interplanetary involvement? It, it may very well. If you can uh, access different dimensions, 
I would think that you would be able to have a presence on other physical worlds as well. And there you go. The book is called The Gin Connection. Rosemary Ellen Guiley, tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff you do. Visionaryliving.com is my main website. Gin Universe, spelled D-J-I-N-N, universe.com is my website about the gin. The Gin Connection is available on both of those sites. Uh, it will be up on Amazon in hard print and in ebook format. Uh, within a, about a month or so. But meanwhile, if you'd like an autograph copy, you can get it from the websites. Chris O'Brien, where's your stuff? Well, as we were discussing today, we live in a strange planet. It's OurStrangePlanet.com. And uh, I want to thank Rosemary again. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. I really enjoyed the book. I recommend it highly. It really does make you scratch your head and start to think about how we may be dealing with something at the very basic root of this whole paranormal question that that may be one thing. Rosemary Ellen Guiley, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Well, thank you very much, Gene and Chris. Always a very stimulating discussion with you two. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.